You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. What it is, what it do, welcome to Fresh Take 7K Picks. Joshua Adam Lambar with with the Senator. Yeah, it's already this. And making her 7K Pick debut... One half of the voice of the Ambrose Lions, Green Bay Packers superfan, it's Shona Preston. It is a pleasure to be with you, gents, this evening. So we enter Fantasy Championship Week, and holy crap, a crazy playoff week. And all of our teams are looking to try to get in to the, the playoff dance here. All of us, are we all seven and eight? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, seven and eight teams. All of us have luxury losses that frustrate us. I've got three that come to the top of my head. One to the team that Sean is facing this Sunday that I'm probably never going to get over. Um, but let's start with Shauna here because um, as much as I'd like to talk about my win, and I know, uh, Senator, you want to talk about your game. Uh, Shauna, you're here on the pod. So uh, come talk about the, the Packers are close one against the Panthers, but still in it with a big game against Minnesota on Sunday night football with, against a rookie rookie or sophomore quarterback? Yeah, I mean, the game against the Panthers was way too close for comfort. I, you know, we made, we made Young look like he has a reason to play in this league. We gave yeah. him too many opportunities. We gave him too many chances to perform. I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with our defensive coordinator, which – Personally, I'm hoping that he is gone next year. We've we've watched enough. We've given him an, a, a few years, and it's it's enough. But kind of going a little off topic, talking about the heartbreaking losses. Josh, when I was in Vegas watching your team versus mine, that last throw pick in the end zone that was crushing. So I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm fully aware that we are Daniels. Pardon. And it was against McDaniels. Oh, it was heartbreaking. But I mean, you know, I get it. We're the youngest team in the NFL. We've done some good things, some really good things. And we also have a huge learning curve. So this week against Minnesota, it's going to be tough. You know, they've had struggles on their end. We've had struggles on ours. We always play each other tough. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Obviously, if Green Bay comes out with the win, it gives us, you know, a 94% chance going into the playoffs to hopefully secure that, you know, one of the last spots. If we lose, we're down to 1%. So huge, huge game on the line for us. And no TJ Hawkinson for the Vikings. I don't know what the, I don't know what the latest on Jordan Addison is, but I mean, a no game's a layup as we've learned. Absolutely not. There's, there's no such thing, especially this year in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, the amount of wacky games that all three of us have seen, obviously everyone that watches NFL, but you know, it's kind of like when you watch red zone, when they say, you know, fourth quarter is the witching hour. I feel like this year has been the witching hour for the NFL, like teams that you thought were going to win. Look at KC. Casey, everyone thought was going to come out and blow everyone out of the water again. And look at the struggles that they've been having. (laughs) <laughs> except yes well, josh when you guys dominated them i'll get to them in a bit i'll get to them in a bit um 
Yeah, so let Shauna go. And when both of our December uh, birthdays go here, Shauna had her birthday this past weekend. Senator, you got an early birthday present and Christmas presents against Nick's Colts. Oh, no. I don't know if necessarily that's what it is, because honestly, I think each win allows Arthur Smith to stay longer. And that is where we're kind of. I love how you guys issue. are kind of where I was like, I, was like, I don't want to win because I want McDaniels gone. And I, you, Shauna with uh, Joel Berry uh, and uh, you with Arthur Smith is like, can you please go? No, you know what? The ESPN article was probably the cor- most correct. Oh, the, uh, the Golden State one? It. Yeah, comparing it yeah. to the Golden State and trying to say, instead of running it through Clay and Steph, you're going to run it through. Uh, we're not even going to talk about it. Anyways, but um, but yeah, no. Overall, it just shows you what the team could have been if they had actual quarterback. Yeah. Like, you don't have to. We're not talking about, on the way. Don't worry. Absolutely not. If that happens, <laughs> I'm changing. and it's and it's not a shot at Russell Russell Wilson. Like, I just think that right now you paid you invested a lot of money in your defense. You're gonna have to pay those pay your offensive players because um, Kyle Pitts's rookie contracts up next year, or he's or we have to start negotiating. Yeah, he had a uh, decent contract. game. Drake London mm-hmm. is in two years. You probably want to try getting that over with a lot earlier so that he doesn't see how much everyone else is going to start getting in that same class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Algier, same thing. So, like, right now, you got to just stick with a rookie quarterback. And I think there's too many good quarterbacks or projected to be good quarterbacks coming out of this in this class here. If you're able to get a Penix, that would be perfect. Right. And, and, if you need to let Heineke start next year, because we do have him for two years, that would be his last year. Let him sit. Let Penix sit. You have decent quarterback play. But Senator, uh, is that who you, is that what you feel is like kind of your big key missing piece to you know round out the the Falcons or like what are some big key pieces that you're noticing? Our team is our team has been our team's for the first time in a very long time top five defense in the league. We can't say anything about that. Like we went two and a half games without giving up a touchdown. Like that is, yeah. Like that's something that we're not used to seeing. Like even when we made it to the Super Bowl for that loss, we weren't known for our defense. It was, we had a lot of offense and we were just putting up points on the board. This year we have, quality people if you even if you look at a john new smith a john new smith can come in for a quick play he's a blocking tight end there was pruitt i don't understand why they haven't been using pruitt lately you use matt he, collins as much as i thought you would matt collins yeah. uh he was more like a safety net for ritter but then ritter always likes to throw where there's triple team because that's the smartest play where to play like well, and you guys had even gotten away from your running game a little bit kind of in the middle of the year where it wasn't going to Algier or Robinson as much. And Ritter was just trying to throw it down the field. Yeah, I think to me it was overcompensation of trying to say that this is our guy. And we and this is what it's like when you have that uh, notion that the person that you wanted, you mm-hmm. want to highlight him to make him seem like he is that guy and you are right in your choices. But after a while, you got to realize that that's not the case, right? Like it was, 
going back to that Golden State comparison, it was, is it Monte Ellis's team or is it Steph Curry's team? And once mm-hmm. they made that decision to give it to Steph, we see in the dynasty that's happened since then, right? Like sure. you have to, you have to understand if your guy is the guy or your guy's not the guy. I've seen too many, me, Nick, Josh, coach, we've all talked about creative ways that Ritter does turnovers. And, and the most crucial one to me was that one against Carolina. Cause if we did, if he just ran the ball instead of trying to make a play and kick the field goal, we all agreed that we probably would have won that game because they could not score a touchdown the entire game. And instead of us being seven, eight, we'd be eight, seven. We would be in the playoff right now, even with the horrible losses earlier. So that Carolina loss was the, was the kind of like nail in the coffin. If we don't make it into the playoffs. It's kind of ironic. I see a lot of what I see with the bucks right now. And what I thought you guys should be is a pretty decent defense coming together with really good offensive weapons and hitting it. Right. The only difference is they got Baker to click. And you guys haven't had that. If you guys even just had a Baker Mayfield, I think you'd probably be better than what the Bucks record is, in my opinion. We already had our version of the Baker Mayfield. We just needed a Heineke to actually play, right? Yeah. Like, you got to think about how, if your backup quarterback is always going to be playing with the twos in practices. They're not playing yeah. with your ones, right? So true, yeah. when somebody, when he gets injured and he has to come in, you have to, you have to try finding which guy's my guy. Who am I going to go to, right? Like, he came in midseason, after an injury, played, started two games, and they pulled him in the second game that he started. Like, it just didn't – no, he got hurt the second game that he started, right? Like, it's not – if you just started the season with mixing him up with playing with the ones and playing with the twos, then you may have seen a difference in those two games when he came – when he started. Like, yeah, it's just right. it's coaching. Coaching matters, and you can clearly see that the coaching yeah. is the issue with this one because our head coach is our offensive coordinator too he is our play caller so it's almost like sometimes for lack of a better term it's like the zach wilson effect where these you know he has had so many chances like beyond so many chances and don't get me wrong there's a million one other things that are going wrong and sideways in new york but you know he has these flashes and glimpses that are good and it's like they want to ride this high where the overall is is not producing and it's like these young quarterbacks are coming in and because they put so much faith and effort and kind of everything into these new quarterbacks who come into the game it's a completely different speed have to learn exactly how to play in this league and then it's like if they don't produce that first year somebody like you know cj stroud who is great but then most of the time you have people like bryce young where it's going to take them a year or two to, to get into it. And so like they keep wanting to push and push and push and keep giving these guys these chances. But sometimes you just need that, you know, experienced guy taking the reins. They can learn under them for a year. And I get it. Not all team has this opportunity, but that is one thing I'm grateful that the way Green Bay has run their quarterbacks, you know, Rogers sat three years under Favre. Love has sat three years under, under Rogers. And while three years might be too long, I just feel like these rookies are getting thrown into the mix way too fast with no real guidance to help them navigate these roads. Any rookie, any rookie, any top, um, any top first round quarterback, that's what's going to happen to them, 
right? Like in these organizations, it's because they know that if they get the rookie quarterback to go, then you can spend the money everywhere else. Like for a Joel, like if you look at a Cincy, they kind of did their run when Joe, Joe Burrow was on their rookie contract. You look at, you look at Cam, when Cam first came into the league, it's the rookie contract. Lamar, like they're always on the rookie contract. 49ers is a perfect example at this point right now because they've paid how many other players brought in how many um, all pro players at this point right now because their quarterback is getting paid less than a million dollars for the season. Like if you don't, because you know that once, if that quarterback produces, you have to pay him. That's the one <laughs> position that you're going to have to pay. So you have to make that run on the first contract compared to the second or the third, unless you have a player like a Tom Brady who won't mind taking the low to win. And that's, and that's not going to happen because everybody needs their money at this point right now. So, mm -hmm. and Deshaun messed up the market for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. when we're, when we're looking at all of that, it's, it's, it's a lot. So I just think even right now, honestly, I wouldn't even mind if Arthur Smith remains the head coach, we need a different play caller. Mm -hmm. He can't, he can't do both. Right. Yeah. It's kind of the same way how, uh, for New England, they're trying to Belichick can't do both at this point. Like yeah, he can't be GM, coach yeah. GM. Yeah, great. So, I think that's what's going to happen next year. I think he'll just be coach next year. Yeah, that's most because there's no way they're going to let him out of his contract at this point right now. And, yeah. and with the rumor that he had an extension, there's no yeah. reason why you would let a player like that, a Hall of Fame coach like that, go. Plus, he's going to have just, like a Jaden Daniels or a Penix to yeah. mold. He's going to get Jaden. They're going to yeah. get a Jaden, and then you just need him not to have full autonomy over the team. You need yeah. him just to be, this is, all right, this is your team to coach. We're bringing in the guy that knows how to put the pieces together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Josh, how are you feeling about your Raiders? Let's oh, hear about your thoughts. Great. Just fantastic. Um, yeah, that was a great Christmas present. This team, I mean, I, I think that, should have certified uh, AP to be the coach next year. Kind of like you were talking about, Senator, though. Like, Bo, Bo's okay at play calling. Um, he's a first-time play caller. He was a quarterback's coach. I, I do think we need to find a new OC. I mean, you were, even even Patrick Graham's been a great defensive coordinator, but you're already hearing the rumblings that Marvin Lewis is going to be the defensive coordinator next year. He's been in the building. And I think the one really cool thing that AP's done is because he has such this vibrant personality – he can lead the men that way, but he's also brought in these guys that have been head coaches like Tom Coughlin and Marvin Lewis have been around the Raider building now for the last five weeks. So having Tom Coughlin and Marvin Lewis is huge. I would assume Marvin Lewis will take on the defensive coordinator abilities next year. Uh, and Coughlin, I think he'll just be like there as a council or whatever. Um, I have to, you know, just before I get into my whole rant and just destroy Chiefs fans, because I'm really looking forward to that. You guys would both have to think now. I mean, I, I thought this with Rich last year, and then he went to Shauna's Packers, and I still miss Rich. Um, you would have to think that game clinched AP, the coaching job, right? I mean, you would think and you would hope, but look at, again, perfect example, look at Rich. Yeah. I mean, everyone thought that he was going to get the job, and I'm grateful that we have him, but... I mean, you never know with your organization. Sorry, bud. No, you don't. You can't even trust I, the owner's haircut. No, I think I think he locked it up 
way before that game. Mm. And I hope so. And the reason why is because the difference between Rich and AP at this point culture is the not just the culture, but the players are way more vocal now. Mm-hmm. Like you heard news reports before saying like, oh, the team is behind Rich. The team wants Rich. But like you're seeing a Max Crosby go on Pat McAfee talk about how how everything has changed right now. Jimmy like Devante. you're yeah, you're seeing yeah. it. You're seeing the players actually speaking about it, and not sources are saying that the players are be, want this person to stay. So yeah, and they, everyone's talking about oh they should draft Jaden or they just drop Penix. I with this team, you need a veteran in there. So even if it is a Kirk Cousins next year, that's who I would be aiming for if I was Vegas. You just need a professional in that room. I, I, I know a lot of Raider fans want Justin Fields. Personally, I don't know if that's the answer. He's good at running, but I don't know if he's the greatest passer. Kyler would maybe be my second choice, believe it or not. And I, I am not opposed to bringing in Russ, to be I honest. Think, I think for your team, God honest truth, I wouldn't take any of them. Well, I can't I wouldn't be AFC. Any, Who I are wouldn't you thinking, take Senator? That boy that's playing on Browns right now. You can get him for the low. Oh, he's talking about Flack? Yeah. I mean, Flacco's I'll take Joey. Flacco's, Flacco's not going to start that season over there. There's going to be teams that are going to that are gonna want to pay him to come over there. I even totally if it's in the backup Flacco. role. That's, all we need is a professional behind that's what I'm center saying. right now. Yeah, that's all we need. Because if there's one thing that you saw in that Jets-Browns Jets, that Jets, uh, game, look at how um, the Jets, all the Jets player went over to say hi to Flacco. Like, they loved that yeah. guy. You bring a yeah. guy like that in, professional, just wants to play. You might have to pay him ten mil a season compared to paying a thirty to forty mil for those players that you're you're naming. You can spend money on other pieces at that point. Um, I'll give. I want to come back to them in a bit because they do have some points on, on Joe Flax and the uh, and the Browns. I, I would say that like I think I I talked even in our group chat or to you even too, Sean. When we lost that Lions game, like this is the most I just felt. I don't I don't even know how to feel about this team when we lost that Lions game. Like the heart and the soul was just sucked out. And I think it's because of going the bullshit Patriots way. And for the first time really in 20 years, I'm really proud to be a Raider. Like it feels how it was when I grew up to be a Raider. Like that nostalgia, even I think like talking to a few buddies that don't even like the Raiders, like the Raiders feel like the Raiders again. Like they feel like the assholes. They feel like kind of the goons, like the gangster mentality that the Raiders of the eighties had. And the EPs brought that back. So that's one of the reasons I don't think you can bring him back, uh, keep bring him away. And even Devontae, who had like a one for 34 game uh, against KC, didn't give a shit. Whereas with McDaniels, he was pissed. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's a big deal. Like, you know, I, the trade rumors for uh, Devontae have dramatically dropped now all of a sudden. That EPs yeah. in that building now. And, and there's some nice building blocks there. I mean, even watching this game against KC, I don't know if we need to bring Jacobs back. Like Samir looked great. Like if AP, if 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 Jacobs wants to come in for seven or eight, sure we can bring him back. But I think it proved again why I've always said you don't need to pay a running back because as good as Josh Jacobs is, and as much as I love him and I have two of his jerseys, Zamir has been great. That offensive line can take time to build. That's why I don't want to draft a quarterback. I think there's all old, there's so many good O-line pieces in this draft I'd like to go for. I really want Kool-Aid McChristy because he's great and it's a fantastic fucking name. Right out of Key and Peel. Um, so oh, I mean, Josh's next jersey. Yeah, if it's Kool-Aid McChristy, I'm definitely getting that. Uh, so I'm I'm you know going to, we, 
it's a really weird week uh, as far as our playoff sides go. Number one, we're both of uh, the three of us. You guys are rooting for the same thing. You're rooting for Seattle to lose to the Steelers. And I'm rooting for the Steelers to lose to Seattle badly. Um, and then me and Nick uh, have our bowl with the Colts and the Raider game. But I feel both these games are really winnable for this team. Uh, even without Jacobs in there, they're both winnable. But the question is, do we want to have the AFC West or do we want to have the playoffs? And that's that's the tricky one. So like, I do think Kansas City can lose, and I'm going to get into Kansas City in a second here. I do think Kansas City can lose to Cincinnati. The problem is I don't think they're going to lose to the Chargers the next week. So I, So there's a weird side of like, we probably should be rooting for the Chiefs this week to beat Cincinnati because it's easier just to get into that wild card. And then there's some teams in that AFC wild card right now. Vegas, I think, could be one of them. Like, if they get in, teams are like, I don't really want to play the Browns. I don't really want to play the Raiders right now because that defense and everything else is so unpredictable. And I think we're starting to get just hot enough right now where we're unpredictable enough that I some teams aren't going to want to play us. Yeah, I mean, the whole season is a roller coaster, and it's a matter of yeah. when you get hot and if you get hot at the right time. And yeah. Cleveland Brown are getting hot at the right time. You Bucks, guys Rams. are starting to, you know, solidify yourself as a solid team again. Yeah. You know, exactly. Bucks, different story. Rams never expected them this year. No. The way that they have played, performed, Stafford has done so well. And it's just... I'm really impressed with how the Rams season has actually gone. Me too. What I'm not impressed with is hold the on, Kansas hold on, City. Hold on, oh. hold on, hold on. <laughs> I just, I just, as a person that tries to be a realist on this, on this plot. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I like your optimism on your team. If your team makes it to the playoffs. Oh, we're not winning a Super Bowl, but I think we can. No, win no, no, no. I don't think you guys win a playoff game. And the only reason why is because your team does not play that well on the road. Like y'all dominate, y'all dominate. You just win an arrowhead. That's different. That's a that's a division game. If you guys are facing the Chiefs again, I give you guys a shot. But in those other places, when it's not because people play up, and that's what Shauna was talking about when you're looking yeah, at a Vikings factor game. I mean, right, right? now like, that last wild card gets the Dolphins, personal. which I'm like, ah. I don't really want that. Yeah, that's a that's a person. Those are personal games. If you yeah. end up in a division one, if you're just up against another team, let's say they end up going up against, honestly, to tell you, yeah, let's say they go up against a Miami on the road. That's a whole another level, right? There. I mean, we were two point loss to them last time, but it it is it is different. I mean, and there was a bunch of injuries. As I've said to you, Senator, on here, and Shauna, I think I've talked to you about this. All I care about is AP being the coach. Everything mm -hmm. else from here is gravy now. Like, yeah. you know, this season to me now was an absolute disaster and it has turned into a success. Mm -hmm. We've gotten people to buy in and bringing AP back is not only going to be good for the coaches that want to come in, but for the individual players, they're going to want to play for AP now. There's going to be some free agents that are defensive free agents that are going to want to come in and you're mm -hmm. going to want to buy into coming to Vegas and playing for the Raiders now because of what AP can bring. So I think that's that's a huge advantage. Like whatever happens now, if we lose the Colts, I don't want that to happen. I'd like to at least go into the last week and have this buzz like shit, we can make it the playoffs. I, I, I'd i love to say this team's going to make a Super Bowl, but I have to be a realist. Um, I, I did tell my uncle on Christmas, and I know this won't happen, but if they do make the Super Bowl, I obviously cannot afford a ticket to the Super Bowl, but I will go to Las Vegas and be there in person 110%. For sure. 
I feel like AP has a little bit of the coach prime effect. Yeah, a little bit. But everyone, he's got everyone to buy in. And yes, it obviously wasn't the season that Prime wanted for his boys, but he's got some really good building blocks and he's going in. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of people that want to come and play for him. And I feel like AP kind of has that drive. He's solidifying himself as hopefully the Raiders coach. And I think once that, once it's solidified that he's the coach, I think you'll start kind of seeing some agents calling, calling your team and being like, "Hmm, is there any room from a player?" Yeah, pretty much. You're uh, gonna get that. You're gonna get. And shout out to Coach Prime because if what they're saying is true, that Warren Sapp is going down there to be the defensive coordinator. Damn, I didn't hear that. That would be nuts. That's dope. Like that is the uh, that when you have that type of relationship, when you have those type of love, you'll have those people that may not you might be able to give somebody a, their first time opportunity and he has those years from respected. the u those yeah. years from the u those you those years at tampa bay doing the tampa two yeah uh, the defensive schemes that he has and the legends he's been with like and i just wanted to shout that out because i think we started off when prime was on their run we started talking about it and then we kind of f- faded off when yeah. certain things happened but it was also there's a whole bunch of people that just are starting to commit to Colorado and it is O-line and D-line players at this point right now, which is what mm-hmm. we said needed it to be draft. We needed I was to just going to say, yeah, I completely agree. That's one of their biggest issues was their O-line and D-line. So if they can put some key pieces in there, they're going to be scary next year. Uh, before I get to my little chiefs thing here, um, mm-hmm. I will say the one thing that really annoys me about some of these bulls right now is that we're just getting to the point where players that are just dropping out of the bulls, like, and you're just seeing the freshman. It was cool to see the USC freshman quarterback and have a great game, but Carolina's game, like, 20 players didn't play. Like, Drake mm-hmm. May wasn't our quarterback, and everyone, we got smashed. The Florida State game is coming. I think 40 players are now yeah. not going to be in that game. I really don't like that. I really don't like it. I, I get it. You have a career to think of and everything like that, but, man, it, it makes these bowl games less exciting. And as a fan, you know, I want to see Drake play one last game in a bowl. I want to see Tez Walker play one last game for the Tar Heels. I wanted to see Caleb Williams go one more time with USC. It, it It's really disappointing. I don't remember it ever being this bad. Well, it's not. It's definitely this bad now that you make how much you get paid in the NIL. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But with the playoffs changing in, in college football next season – you're going to start seeing a lot less of this because the, so. because the best teams will be in the playoffs. Yeah. So you will get to see them play. The other teams are the teams that did not make it and they're going to play to try proving something. But the best teams are going to be in the, or should be in the playoffs. So we probably will, whoever is ends up being 13th. I don't think there's any question why we would question the committee if you place 13th and you missed the bowl like this one here fsu def fsu had all right to say i'm not playing 40 other yeah no i get it just, it's just a bummer. i'm not i mean it'd be almost be what? interesting if texas didn't make it then it would be like would we see arch manning yeah who knows <laughs> no nah, his his uncles would not allow that to happen they're like uh, yo you got to play a meaningful game so not not this one and we'll preview um, the, the championship college games here afterwards. All right, Casey, I just got to say this. Like, man, what a bunch of whiners. 
like what a bunch of like not, nothing's ever their fault like we, we started with the offside nonsense i hated the way that he went to josh allen and couldn't just say like hey you guys gotta see in the playoffs or whatever the first thing he had to do to josh allen was be like you know that was bullshit you know that was an offside call it's like really like that's the first thing you got to do and these little temper tantrums on the sideline for everyone and then travis kelsey going to his pod and just saying like only reason we lost to the Raiders because we just didn't, we just played bad. That's the only reason. Like, you know, give a little credit to the team that punked you, played good defense against you in your barn and made you lose. Like, give a little bit of credit to that. But th- this is the most front running team ever. Like, when they're up, everything's great. Their fans are the same way. And when they're down, I hear nothing but crying and whining, led by their Kermit the Frog quarterback. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Sorry, bud. But. I think that for the most part this year, and, you know, I'm not a huge Mahomes fan. Do I think he's great? Absolutely. You can't deny the guy's talent. But I would say for the most part of this year, he kind of kept his shit together and kept it on lockdown. It wasn't in, wasn't in the yeah. press conferences blasting his team. It's only been this last couple of weeks where That's I think that talking, yeah. was finally boiled over. Yeah. And now you're starting to see it. Sometimes... I don't always think it's right. Sometimes you do need to call your team out in, in front of the media if you've had enough discussions and sometimes it's a kick in the ass that they need. But I will say, you know, now you've you've vented, you got, you aired out the dirty laundry or whatever. Now it's time to put up or shut up. And I was watching the New Heights podcast the other day and Kelsey took full responsibility and he's like, I need to play better. It, it yeah. starts with me. I am a leader on this team. I need to be better. I need to do better. He's like, my focus obviously hasn't necessarily been exactly where it needs to be. I need to get that change. So he did take accountability, uh, which I was, you know, happy to see. At the end of the day, everyone's human. And I think sometimes so many of us forget that, you know, we want somebody to play because it's our fantasy and they can screw it up or, you know, they, they miss a pass, which we feel watching it on TV that they should have caught, or there was a tackle that was missed or whatever else. And it ruins things for us, but these are still people they're playing a game and yes, it's a job, but I think sometimes we forget that they're humans as well. And, you know, when those frustrations boil over good, bad, ugly, and indifferent, it's like, we're so easy to jump on them and ridicule whatever response that it is, instead of being like, shit like like, i get it yeah no and i do too i just wish that they would have been like you know with the bills game or with the raiders game they would have been a little bit more apt of giving credit where credit is due to the point and i get the frustrations that everyone and yeah kelsey's gotta play better and i mean it's a big game this week for them uh against casey so so here's what happens here is my thing because I understand, but you also come from a biased point of view because of course I do. Ring, they did the ring around the rosy. Yeah, they did the ring around the rosy, so, and they were they're, so, they're acting like their shit didn't stink, and then they lose, and we smoke cigars in their locker room, which well, you're not supposed yeah. to because the fire there's a fire there. so and then they get all then they get all upset about stuff. It's like you can't deal it. You can't have it both ways, guys. You can't deal yeah. it out. By the way, Nick. Nick picks Nick's classic has joined us in the pod after having a, a hibernation nap. Shut up, Nick. A little te- technical difficulties, but thank you. But here's here's what I'll say. I can't believe, I can't believe you, Josh. You watch football every weekend. You have seven screens to watch football. You, as an announcer, 
and a person that stays in the know of football have the nerve to say KC is the most front-running team when there is a team oh, there's called the Cowboys? Cowboys? Yeah, the Cowboys are worse. They're Don't getting the Cowboys ever. levels. I was waiting you for the Cowboys to come off. Cowboys cannot. levels. The only Cowboy you, fans I've talked to the last week is like, I don't even care about football, really. You know, like, you know, it's just a sport. I'm like, you, you guys were all up in the in the shit when you beat Philly that game. They have one loss, and now they're a little bit humbled. But the second that they went on fire for a little bit, it's yeah. we're back to being America's team. Don't, don't get it twisted. Cowboys are number one with a bullet. Cowboys number one with the yeah. Bulls. The I just, I just there. want, to, I just had to make sure because you no, said yeah. most front running team, and I was like, you know what? We might not be one. the most accurate podcast, <laughs> right? We try our hardest to know whatever we talk about, but I can't allow that slander to happen to the <laughs> Chiefs, and I'm, and I'm not a fan of the Chiefs. Okay? I appreciate. Uh, so all three of our teams won this week, and then there's Nick. Hey guys, well, I got what why? Happened? Why are we doing this already, man? Well, you joined us late. We've already so. talked about ours, so it's your turn. Yeah. No, we don't have anything to talk about for me. We're just going to talk about me this weekend, and then we'll talk about me next weekend. Yeah, I'm going to eat some humble pie next weekend. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, I, before we get to like our picks and stuff, yeah, this Russell Wilson issue right now has been one of the first. most confusing situation in the world because is this more confusing than car yes because they announced that they're benching him mm -hmm. and then news came out after that they benched him potentially because they don't want him to get injured because of the cap hit that it would take then more news came out that said that they offered to rework his deal and if he and if they were able to rework his deal, then he, most likely he would still be playing at this point. Mm -hmm. Then today it comes out where he says, I want to stay with the Broncos. I want to win a championship with the Broncos. So this is like all over the place. And these news reports are like all over the place. Is this because the Falcons came out as a favorite Sierra is like, nah, we can't be going to ATL with future. <laughs> Maybe uh, Russell. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Russell Russell Wilson, Mister Unlimited, right? Like he is. What's yours? Falcon Country? Is it Falcon? Right, rise up, right? Rise up. Let's get rise it up. right. Let's I'm just right. trying to do it in my and, yeah. Russell. Wait, 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 no, Falcon. Russell. Russell. Rise up. Right. If we, Atlanta is one of the coolest cities in the states. Yeah. When we're talking about culture, Atlanta is that place for culture. One of the great cities. Um, there's already a few corny people down there, but we leave them in the hip hop game. Yeah. We also don't need that. Like we already had that. Have that currently with Ritter. We saw how he dressed coming to the games. Uh, yeah. Me and Nick definitely talked about that one there. <laughs> so we can't replace him. With a Wilson, like Who's that's the coolest too, athlete. That's in too much is corny. Is Acuna the coolest player in Atlanta? Who? Uh, Acuna on the Braves. Is he the coolest like athlete in Atlanta? Nah, there's a there's a bunch. It's not of Trey. Athletes. It's not Trey. It's not Trey. The Falcons. The Falcons. Majority of the Falcons team are like 
slagged out. Yeah, Bijan. You're, you're looking at a Bijan. You're looking at a even even Jesse Bates. He went down yeah. there. He changed his Cincy swag into the Magic City swag. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah. kick. That's what. Yeah, we can't have. There would be too much of an overload of corny if Wilson and Ritter ended up on the same team together. So let's just leave there. Let's allow our future to bump in the arena. Let's allow our Luda to bump in the arena. Let's find somewhere else for Wilson. But let's talk about the controversy of this. Minnesota. Uh, I think, I mean, I think Russ, number one, I I think these teams, Cleveland's going to be going down this avenue too, I would assume. If Flacco gets him to, let's say, the AFC Championship, we'll see what Cleveland does with all this, potentially. I Who knows? But as far as the Russ of it all, you look at his numbers. His raw numbers this year are pretty good. Like, Russ didn't have, by the numbers, a bad season this year. Uh, in some metrics, he had a better number season than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but I think Ryan Clark said it the best. Like, Sean Payton's just kind of a jackass. So th- there's a part of that, too. And he wants his guy there, I, I guess rightfully so, that you want your guy when you come in. But don't take a job and agree that this is going to be your – this is the Josh McDaniels level thing, right? Of He came into the Broncos the first time and said, oh, yeah, I'm going to work with Jay Cutler. No, then got Jay Cutler out of there, went to the Raiders. Oh, I'm going to work with Derek Carr, then got Derek Carr out. I do think the Derek Carr stuff was uglier than the Russ stuff, of how that was handled. I mean, n- none of these things were handled great. Uh, I don't see Russ being a Bronco next year. I don't, I think there's 0% chance of that. Like what's, if that was the case, you play in these two games when you still have a chance to make the playoffs. Why, why would you bench him this late in the year? Um, if I had to guess, I'd, I'd say maybe Minnesota would be him. I guess it depends on what Kirk does, but Kirk has some options in Vegas and uh, your Falcons, for example, to, to look at next year that are probably closer to being good playoff teams. Senators teams is a quarterback away from, I think, being a Super Bowl level team. Um, so I think the one thing you got to see out of all this, we did like the, the, you look at the Joe Flacco level player is don't overpay for a quarterback unless you know, he's a top three or top four quarterback. And also don't extend a quarterback until you see him at least play a year. We were kind of just briefly touching on Cleveland and what they're potentially going to do. No, one's going to pick up Watson's contract. No. Not a chance. Like they're they're stuck with him. Well, they can just cut him and do the dead money like Russ. They could just do well, the same thing. Fair, true. Yeah. But I mean, as far as you know, off like getting him off the books and going to another team. I mean, that was probably one of the most asinine contracts I've ever seen in the history of NFL. It was like, at the time. Who does that? Yeah. Like it's it was insane to have that much guaranteed money for somebody who is going through and was going through the history that he will, which we don't need to talk about. We all know, but not playing for an entire year and then coming back halfway through, like, it's just, it honestly enrages me that this guy is even in the NFL to begin with. Yeah. Like if, if he was gone and never heard of again, the NFL would be a better place. It's it's fun to root for the Browns again. Say that much. Yeah. I'm impressed with how the Browns have been playing. Yeah. Uh, We kind of derailed a little bit of the rust stuff, but either you guys got thoughts on this rust thing? Nick? Yeah, let that go first. Yeah, I think just the way it's been handled is, is it's not right. I mean, I get it. By the books, they got to do it. 
You know, that's just the way it's, it is. That's yeah, the still a business right, at the end have, of the day. They have to do it. Right, correct. And, you know, I think it's the uh, the the NFLPA's issue that they didn't bring this up, like, you know, at a bargaining at the table. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. during the thing, like, you got to protect your players. And this is what you should be protecting your players from. This is, like, these small little clauses in their contracts. This is, like, that's $37 million we're talking about. That's a lot of money. And that is what their job is. And that's what I think. You know, I think that's one of the major issues here is this shouldn't be happening. You know, the Broncos found that loophole and they're like, we're going to do this because we're not going to make the playoffs anyways. So on their point, I'm like, yeah, this is a great move. But for Russ, this is a terrible move. You know, and when he's on the Raiders next year, I hope that the NFLPA really like, you know, they hit that home, you know, during the offseason. I would love to be a fly on the wall in one of those NFLPA meetings because I'd probably look at all of them and be like, these are the issues that we're discussing. Yeah, Like this is like... I could give you a list of things that actually should be chatted about. And this is like, I don't know. I Sometimes I feel like the NFLPA just, it's a board of bodies and doesn't yeah. do enough to actually protect their players. Yep. Sorry. I know that was off topic, but no, no it's, it's, it's no. Abs- it, obviously because we're never in the room. We don't know exactly what they negotiate about, but when we hear what the changes are at, what, when we hear about what the deal is after, you kind of sit down there and you're like, uh, what? Like until, until to tell you the truth, God honest truth. And for as long as I've been paying attention to contracts and all that stuff for NFL, I didn't know there was a difference between the guarantee and the injury guaranteed until the Russ's contract. Like that was that wording right there made it a little bit different. Well, this is, right? They did the same thing with car last year. That's why they set car for those final two games. Yeah. But like, it never actually you heard they were sitting him out because if they cut him before this date or they cut him before well, this I date, mean, I like, did, I whatever, guess, because right? I was deeper into it. That's yeah, why this is all, deeper. this is all very familiar to me. Yeah. So publicly it wasn't really like known to like everybody that there was a guaranteed and an injury guarantee. Yeah. And the that, rust stuff has been much more public than Derek's yeah. stuff was. And then to me, I think the NFLPA, you can tell that they've been getting their ass kicked for the last two deals which is why they extended Roger for as long as they did. Because yeah, that Roger has been so bad. Yeah, he's been going in there and he's been bossing NFLPA's ass each time. And those owners, because remember, there was a point where everyone was like, yeah, Roger is going to be out as commissioner, all this stuff. And they just kept extending him because he's getting exactly what the owners want. And the NFLPA ain't doing nothing about it. And yeah. we're seeing it right now. And we're going to continue to see it in this deal. And it might even get worse the next deal. Because you might see a huge, a bigger difference in what the injury guarantee is to the guarantee if you have to put your trust in them at this point. Well, I remember, you remember when Donovan McNabb signed with Washington and he got cut like after a year into that contract? That was like a seven-year deal for McNabb. And I was like, and that, that was my first time realizing, oh, NFL contracts are stupid. Like, you know, if a guy signs in the NHL or baseball or NBA, right? Like, you know, if like LeBron signs a a contract next year, let's say it's LeBron's final contract, he signs three years, right? So LeBron will be on that contract for three years. Mm -hmm. But like Russ signs with the Vikings this year, let's just say, and it's a five-year deal. There's a good chance Russ is not playing five of those years with the Vikings. Like that's not how most of these contracts work out. Yeah, no, true. But I think if you want to compare other sports, then the NBA is the worst for that. 
Oh yeah, because they're overpaid. I feel like the NFL is picking up a little bit on that. Like in the NBA, I mean, the perfect example of that is Harden. Yeah. How many teams has he just been like, mm, don't really like him? Yeah, that's that's a good point, Sean. That's the downfall. And, you can just you know, get, you're get your contract starting... and go ahead. No, that's obviously sorry to jump on your point, but you're you're exactly right. Bill Simmons said this a while ago. Like the idea for a player in the NBA now is not to go to a team, it's to get your contract with whatever team, more likely your current team, so then you can get to your other team. And the best example of that was Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal knew full well when he signed with Washington, he was not going to be a Wizards for that whole contract. His intention was, get me this Wizards money because I get the extra, I think it's five or seven mil, and then I can get traded. And that's exactly what he did. And that was Harden's intention no, too. Way more than that. That Supermax, because he was he got a Supermax. There's a with, 10 then, right? Yeah. The, yeah. And that's what Dane did too. Dane knew when he re-signed with the Blazers, he's like, I'm not staying here. And I think that's why, you know, we've seen, so that's a really good pick point, Sean, I'll go back to you. That's why we've seen so much trades now in the NFL like we've never saw before. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's it's almost like a contract just doesn't mean anything anymore. No. You know, there's, you know, you don't like the person who locker is next to you. Like, well, then I'm not really going to protect you on the field. Like, there's just a lot, I feel like, it's almost like the sanctity of the sport is being lost by numbers and people's personal bullshit and for an emotion, like get it all out. You have a contract and don't get me wrong. Obviously trades happen and sometimes you just can't stay in the position, but I just feel like it's become so willy nilly and people are just wanting to move on just because they're unhappy in the current situation. And I just don't feel like there's enough accountability. Yeah, Nick saw that uh, with JT. Like in Ursay, more or less put his foot down and said, I'm not trading your ass. And it worked out. Called the bluff. Well, well, that also was because uh, to uh, what's the, the whale's name that passed away? And then Jim Ursay was about to save a whale and fly, and he like upgraded a 757. So that the so he it was supposed to be like a twenty five million dollar upgrade to oh my god Lolita. how did you remember Lolita. that how so did you remember to take that Lolita and bring it back so that it could fly because how did you remember water. that so so like Jim Ursay is a whole nother situation let's not how did you, what's, how did you remember it was, that it was in in memory of Lolita that Jonathan Taylor got the contract. I think this moment is probably my favorite I have ever listened to or been a part of on any podcast right now. You're welcome. See, this is why I'm here. (laughs) But I do want to say two things. I do want to make two things. One, I don't want to put Dame in the same category as Harden because I think Dame actually wanted to stay and retire with with Portland. And the ownership kind of changed up and their direction changed. And then he asked for a trade. And then two... To me, the worst contract ever is still the Hakeem Olajuwon to the Toronto Raptors contract because he played for one year. We signed him for a seven-year deal when he was 43 years old. We know that it was guaranteed money. We paid him. We paid him while Bosch was on the team, while wow. the, while uh, the Rosen was on the team. That's the real Bobby Bonita contract. It was yeah. honestly, here's your retirement package. We'll just set you yeah. up successfully. And it was yeah, not well, like a it was not like a cheap thing. I think it was seven years, something like fifty four million dollars. That something was kind of like, that. like we had to pay him out each year. Like I think that was kind of like when the Lakers signed Kobe to that ridiculous last deal. It was like, hey, like we pay our guys, and that was the Raptors being like, hey, like we want superstars to come to Toronto. 
even if you're this age, we'll pay you. It, it never worked out because Toronto's best free agent. You can't agents, compare Kobe to anybody. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that's what I think <laughs> the Raptors were trying to do. They, the, the best Raptor free agent ever was is still probably Damari Carroll. I love that you say that with a question mark. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll give it to Daniel Marshall just because he uh, sure, just because he set the three point record. Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy was a good one. There's a, we let's let's not talk about the Raptors. Where this is a We're football, a football podcast. podcast. Ben, yeah, let's. Yeah. All right. Well, let's yeah, let's, let's talk about really quickly. We kind of talked about Flack already, so we're just kind of go to yesterday's game. Uh, Cleveland thirty-seven, Jets twenty. Uh, man, I will say this much for the Jets next year. Before we talk about the the uh, Browns, Brees Hall is going to probably be a top three to five fantasy guy next year. Holy shit, with him with Aaron Rodgers next year, as someone that has him in a keeper league, I'm very excited about Brees Hall with Aaron Rodgers next year. The uh, one thing I will say about the Jets is, I mean, besides the fact that they're a mess, I don't feel that it was right that their owner guaranteed the GM and the coach their position already because it doesn't yeah. hold them accountable for these last two games when you already know your job is secure, you're coming back next year no matter what. Not that they're just going to, you know, throw their hands up and whatever happens. They're obviously still going to play, but I just, you already gave them the security. So they're not playing for job security. They're not fighting for job security. They already know that they have it. And there was no need for the owner to come out on the Sunday when there was still three weeks left in the season and be like, these are our guys. Sorry, work for it. Show us why you still want to be here. Yes, things are different and Again, the whole season went sideways once Rodgers went out. But now the rest of the players are either going to not really want to play because they don't want to play for this coach and GM anymore. Or, like, it's just, I don't know, it's a clusterfuck to me. Yeah, well, you've already seen guys that didn't want to... Yeah, 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 of course you fucking did. It's... You definitely saw a little bit of that yesterday. I mean, in the second half, I thought they turned it on a little bit more, but I also think the Browns... Took their foot off the gas also. The Jets, and this is going to sound weird for me to say, but I'm hoping Nick, as a Colts fan, can can understand what I'm saying when I'm this. The Jets need a Jeff Saturday. And not as not as a head coach, but an O-line coach. Mm-hmm. To talk to the GM to be like, these are the people that we need that can fit in what type of offense that we're trying to play. Because yes, Jeff Saturday was not a good head coach, but that's not what he was supposed he was not gonna be in there to win the job. We know that it was a temporary, it was a band-aid fix to get them through the rest of the season. But the old line looked better when Jeff Saturday was there in that season. Like they improved. The Jets can't do anything. It doesn't matter if you have a healthy Rod, uh, healthy Rogers, because even if you think that you're healthy, when it's an Achilles tear, you're that stays in your mind. As comfortable as you might think, walking and playing, whatever. Yeah. Once you get back, once you feel any little, for me, if I'm walking on and I slip a little bit, my first thought goes yeah, to you and I have both played my Achilles, those. right? Both, like Sean, have you ever play, uh, played on one? Played on what? On Achilles. Like a like Achilles injury? Yeah, yeah. like pulse. So, so I tore both my Achilles two different geez. years, right? So anytime there's a slip, my first thought goes to my Achilles, right? Like yeah. I can't, it's either I just go all the way down or just 
or if I can balance quickly, I balance quickly, but you don't want to put too much pressure on it. It stays in your mind. Mm -hmm. If that O-line is looking as bad as it did all season, that's not going to help with Rodgers, even if he thinks that he's 100% healthy. And that's not going to help with Brees Hall, even though Brees Hall is killing at this point right now. If they have a strong O-line, you're going to see a huge difference in the whole team altogether. Yeah, Gary Wilson can't wait. I don't think that, and that's why I think it don't necessarily matter at this point who they bring in for their O-line coach or anything like that. They need to get some key pieces in first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because if they don't fix offense and defensive lines, I mean, any one of our dads could coach and it wouldn't even matter. Yeah. You could bring in the best person and I don't even think it would necessarily matter. I think they they need to get those people in there, those key people that are going to create that protection and hold that line. And then they can move forward. Salah yeah. and Arthur Smith have just been on the sideline to advertise Rogaine and just for men. <laughs> That's because the whole time, all you saw was them growing their beards, shaving their beards, dyeing their beards, like, that's the only reason why they're there. And I think that's what the Jets brought him back for because they probably were in negotiation with them already. That yeah. manscape, big deals coming into to the Jets right now. Uh, and the last part of that is just, we kind of talked about it already, but just kind of quick, just Flacco, like what a really cool story it's been. And it's been awesome to watch him. I, coaches in here, like I, I, I've said on, on our group chat, I want this Browns and Ravens game. And I want the Browns to beat the Ravens because it would be absolutely hilarious. It'd be sweet. It would be so perfect because Lamar has never had a playoff win. So the nope. fact that the guy that he knocked out and rightfully so, I guess you know it was time to move on. But it would just be so funny that Flacco, in the year that they have the best record maybe in the NFL, they get knocked out by Joe Flacco and Lamar still doesn't have a playoff win. He has two MVPs but zero playoff wins. Quite Give, me. Give me. I think it would be great. If my Falcons don't make the playoffs, right? And if Shauna's Packers don't make the playoffs, I need to see Detroit yeah, Lions like, versus Rams. And I need yes. to see Browns versus Ravens. And yeah. that is what you call must watch football. Oh, hell yep. yeah. Yeah. Who are you picking in those games? I would uh-huh. choose Rams over I Detroit. And I pick Browns. I choose Falcons over, I mean, not Falcons. I choose Ravens over uh, Browns, but in like a two, it's going to come down to a Justin Tucker kick. Like that's yeah. how, that's how. It's a new record. Work. It's 74 yards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something <laughs> like that. Yeah. All right. Let's move along with some of these games. Let's just start it off, Nick. Let's go. Let's go. Raiders go to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The line has gone from three to three and a half to four. Now it's back to three and a half. We're not even going to say our picks. We already know what we're going to do. So it doesn't matter what we pick. It matters what Shauna and Senator pick. So let's go us dialogue and then we'll let them go. Um, no, I'm nervous. It's a good defensive team. Uh, no Zach Moss, but Pittman's back. So that's scary. It's going to be a hungry Colts team. A Colts team that knows that the Jags could very well lose without Lawrence there to have. When was the last division title you guys had? It's been a second. 2012. Yeah, so since Andrew was Andrew, did Andrew Luck ever win a division title? Yeah, Andrew Luck. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so to have that chance to win a division title is is right there for them. So I know this Colts team is going to be absolutely hungry. JT is going to be good. 
and uh, they've been in close games. And I mean, <laughs> I need AOC. I don't think he's going to be able to get away with what he did in Kansas City to not have to complete a pass for three quarters. Uh, Zamir is going to be running heavy in this one. I'm hoping that he can do what Bijan did uh, against them, but it's going to be a really tight game. It's going to be a close game. I'm obviously going to pick Vegas. He's going to pick Indy, but that doesn't really matter for the picks, but it's uh, it's going to be a tight game. I'm super nervous for it and uh, should be a good one, Nick. Yeah, I think, you know, we're in a position right now with the Jags are looking bad. We'll get to it, but Lawrence isn't playing. So they're, mm-hmm. that's gonna be, even though they're playing Carolina, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to get past that. Yeah, Sean, about Carolina, they're getting frisky. Right. You know, and uh, Bryce Young actually looked like a quarterback last week. So, but we'll get to that. Um, but, uh, and the Texans have Stroud, you know, so it's going to be, this weekend could literally define who's either going to take the division or, is week 18 going to be, the, you know, are we all going to go eight and eight into week 18? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be, it's a wild division and I love it this year. And I really hope we beat the Raiders this week. Um, just ma- only for the standings, not for the personal beef. Uh, but for <laughs> Man, the like, I, like I said, Nick, you know, if we lose, I'll be happy for you. And I'm like, I think I did what I said I wanted on here. We got AP. I think he's the coach. So I think that, check mark out obviously i want my team to win and still have a chance in this playoff side of things but if we lose to you and help you get to the playoffs i'm actually okay with it i'm sure raider fans don't want to hear that i obviously want the dub but you know losing to your colts and i've like colts have always been a team that i have liked i have no beef with the colts you know i edge edge is one of my favorite top five players of all time made my favorite running back of all time so i got no major beef with the colts but the only one i do is you did fuck us up for our playoff for our super bowl run in 2017 when Derek got injured in that game and that we had a great chance to make the Super Bowl that year. So I still hold the grudge against that. So it's a little bit personal December against the Colts. Sound like a Cowboys fan living in the past. <laughs> yeah, hold on to that shit. Heavy. <laughs> I don't have much, man. We've been in the playoffs twice in 21 years. Give me a break. All right. Uh, Senator Shauna, who are you going with? Shauna first. Uh, ooh, honestly, it's hard for me because I have a soft spot for the Colts. I always have, I mean, since I was a kid, Mm-hmm. But I am going Raiders. Sorry, Nick. Um, before I get to, you know, more of my thoughts, I want to hear Nick's, like, opinion, just because it's the first time that we've been on the podcast together and we've chatted. How have you felt about Minshew this year? Like, I love the guy in general, but, I mean, he's hot, cold. He's he's his own wacky personality. But from a fan's point of view, how have you felt that he's, you know, pulled through? Because he got thrown in there after Richards went out. Sadly, he was on my fantasy. He's on my IR. I'm keeping him for next year. But I'd like to hear your thoughts. Um, he's a very he's a, he's potentially the best backup in football, but he's a backup. You know, and you can see it, and you can see when people are starters and when people are backups. And he's a backup. He'll win games. He'll lose games. He'll play great. He'll play terrible. But it's just that's what it is. The problem is trying to figure out when it's going to happen, and that's the hardest part because. Honestly, and no offense, Senator, I thought we were going to have a better game last week against Falcons. I actually thought he was going to put a, he played terrible. You know, he played bad. He looked bad. And then, you know, the previous game before that against the Steelers, he looked amazing, you know, and that's the problem with being a fan of a backup quarterback. You have no idea what you're going to get, but he's a very good backup. Probably the best. Yeah, he's solid for about four to six six max six is pushing it but like four to five wins solidly a year yeah exactly 
I thought Bill Simmons said it best when he said Minshew kind of should be like a relief pitcher. Like yeah. you should like not have him like go in the first quarter. Like I don't know who your backup quarterback is for Minshew, but put him in for the first quarter and then put Minshew in in the second quarter and you're good. Because then it'll be right on. Flop each quarter. Yeah, yeah, then it'll be good to go. Uh, uh, no, but I, uh, I'm I'm picking the Raiders. I think that they have this hunger, this momentum, this everything. They want to play for their coach, and I mean the boys are showing up. Um, I I feel like it's gonna be a little. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that I'm taking the Raiders by six and a half. Actually, I think that wow. they'll they'll probably Whoa. win by a touchdown. Just this feeling. I don't know why. But that's what I'm going with. So I, I'm taking the Raiders. Uh, Senator, where are you going for FTN Bowl number two? So I am looking at obviously I use my free bit my free bet stake. Shout out! Yeah. I'm not going to shout out the company, but it's a two dollar bet, and I bet on every single game like I normally do. And yeah. the payout is sixteen thousand if I win. And on what? here I have the Raiders 16. Raiders covering. It was by three. Um, so I'm going to choose the Raiders, but the only reason why I We're think that the Raiders, Raiders has it is because I think that they're going to play similar to how the Falcons played against, mm, yeah, against the, the Colts. Because w- when we're talking about defense, they are closer in defense than, than um, other teams when it comes yeah. to playing the Colts. So uh, that's the only thing. But honestly... I think it comes down to a week 18 who wins that whole division to tell you the truth. Cause I don't have any of the, any of those teams, the three teams in contention winning this week. So uh, shouts to Jack Jones, by the way, we have not had a corner. I've enjoyed this much since Seawood. Like Panda Jack is amazing. Just the trash talk, how he plays. And we've locked that guy up for five years. Like I love Jack Jones. He has a chance to be one of the best corners in the league coming up here. He's done a really good job. Thanks Patriots. Appreciate it. You should thank McDaniels. Uh, no, I shouldn't thank McDaniels. I should thank J.C. Jackson. <laughs> and McDaniels has nothing to do with it. He never signed him. I don't think I will ever hear a sentence where Josh thanks McDaniels. I don't think so either. No, no. Because like, I have JC... a better, better chance of getting a unicorn as a pet. Probably. Yeah. Those words in the same sentence. Yeah. I'm going to find a way. By, by next year, I'm going to and I'll find a way. And I'm gonna give me a unicorn, park. please do. Both, both. Okay. I mean, I guess he got Malcolm Kuntz on the team, so I guess that's one of the few positives he did. He got his Malcolm Kuntz, who's been awesome. All the see, there you go. All right, what's the next game? Uh, next game is the Miami Dolphins against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, coaches in here, and I would tell him to this: if we had to do Ravens and Niners again, I would still pick the San Francisco 49ers. Despite how what that game was, I still would pick the Niners to beat the Ravens. I still think the Niners are the best team in the uh, in the NFL. The Ravens are very inconsistent at the time when they have big wins. I mean, every good team has been this year, right? You have not seen those teams have back to win. With the interesting thing is Miami finally got their first big win against the Cowboys. Um, I don't believe Waddle's playing in this game. Um, Lamar could pretty much wrap up the MVP in this, which is weird because I just. Lamar's MVP is just weird. I just don't see it. I think it's CMC to me, but uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. It's three and a half for Baltimore, Shauna. I'm actually going Baltimore. Nice. I think that 
while Miami has, you know, been a relatively good team all year, they've struggled against teams good with teams. winning records. And mm -hmm. I think that the Ravens are too hot right now to lose at home against a team who, like we just said, is without Waddle, who is such a key target. And yes, obviously there's Hill and the rest of the team, but I'm going Ravens. Senator? I got Ravens. And I think it's supposed to be a cold day in Baltimore too. So it is. That's not really, Tua doesn't really play good in cold cold weather. So yeah, give me the Ravens on this one. Actually, you know, I want Baltimore to win. I'm going to change it because I want Baltimore to win because that would mean the Buffalo, if they win versus Miami, would be Sunday Night Football next week for the division, which I think we all want. What's originally slated? Uh, nothing. Every, nothing. None of the games right now have a schedule. Everything is TBD. TBD. Yeah. All right. I need to look at what games are next week. And I'll tell you yeah. what should be the Sunday. Because Nick knows I know how to choose a Sunday night football game. Okay. okay. Uh, Nick, where are you going? Can <laughs> we go over the sweep? Uh, yeah, go with Ravens. It's going to be Lamar Jackson's last game of the year. Let's be real. So he's going to put up some numbers for his MVP vote. Yeah, they face the Steelers the week after. So Yeah, he's not playing that game. Oh, okay. I found the game of the week next week. It's, it says TBD, but it is Jets-Patriots. That rivalry, that rivalry, come a real on. barn burner. Yeah, it should be a Thursday nighter. That's about the right. Actually, well, well, there is some, there is some games for Sunday Night Football next week. There's a okay. few options. Okay, honestly though, not gonna lie to you. If Jacksonville loses this week, then the game of the week next week would be Houston Colts. So even if Buffalo Miami are tied, yeah, Houston Colts, Buffalo Miami, uh, it's overrated. Uh, well, it's speaking a about the, 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 the Texans, they take on the Titans. Texans are favored by four. CJ is back. Nick, what do you want? I guess the Titans? What do I want? I want the Titans to win. Um, yeah. What do I think is going to happen? I think the Texans are going to win uh, because the Titans are bad and they're on the road. Um, but yeah, I want the Texans to win. But Houston's to going to win. A good uh, morning for Nick, potentially. Senator? Like I said, I don't got any team in in Nick's division winning this week. So I have, you have Tennessee to, Tennessee covering the spread. Oh, covering the spread. Okay. Uh, Will Levis is playing this game too, I believe, right? Yeah. 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 Shauna, where are you going in this one? I am going Houston. I think it will I think it will largely depend on how Stroud plays. I think it's going to, I want to see how he comes back from this concussion, you know, is his bell, obviously they're not going to let him play if his bell's ringing a little bit, but um, you know, it's the first, it's his first year. It's the first time he's been out with this sort of thing. You know, what kind of PTSD is he can embark on the field with, you know, all of these guys are professionals, but that doesn't mean that doesn't affect you internally. So I think that'll be interesting. I think we're going to see a lot of running plays um at first just to get him back in the rhythm some short passing but i'm going houston i want the titans to win as well because as far as playoffs go i need tennessee to win um but i will pick houston to win this game uh just with cj back nico's back huge they, they, they this is probably the healthiest they've been in a while that defense has been doing a good job um 
And, you know, they're also playing for coach because he still has a chance at coach of the year. I don't think it will be him, but he still has a, co- a chance for coach of the year. So they're going to be doing that for him as well. Uh, next up, we can go through this really quickly. It's Buffalo and Pats. The Pats beat Buffalo last time, but I don't think that's happening this time. It's in Buffalo. It's 14 for Buffalo. I'll take Buffalo. Shauna? Ooh, do I have to take Buffalo with the points? Or just no, you can do whatever you want to do. And uh, by the way, Stefan Diggs, please be yourself this week. If you could ever be yourself, be yourself this week. I'm begging you, bro. I'm, uh, I'm obviously going Buffalo. I mean, enough said. It'll be interesting to see where Belichick ends up next year if he stays with the Pats and just as a coach or if he actually moves on. I personally think he's going to be moving on to a different team, but either way, I'm picking – I'm just make the short and sweet. I'm picking the Bills. Senator? Uh, I got – so when I bet, it was 12 and a half. So I chose the Bills to cover the spread. Nice. Jumped up. Hi. And Nick, you're going patch, right? Obviously. I mean, we're both uh, kind of rooting for <laughs> Buffalo to lose to me and Nick because it does help us to get higher. It's got to be the Bills, right? The Bills yeah, have to win this game. Can't win games on hopes and wishes, guys. We <laughs> have like three games here that are going to be blowouts. Um, next one is San Francisco and Washington. It's three and a half. Um I think Sam Howell's the quarterback again now. After having a job, he doesn't have a job anymore. Uh, San Francisco with an absolute murderous beatdown in this one to get some uh, hype back and maybe uh, hopefully uh, MVP for CMC after what happened against Baltimore, Nick. Um, I'd like to see the score of the first half. This is going to be like a 40-3 to game in the first half or something insane. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, Niners, of course. Senator? Niners because they don't like the fact that they got they just lost to the Ravens. Let's just say that Molly whopped. No, I'm just gonna jump on board. Uh, another another one. Uh, Philly and Arizona. Philly by twelve. I'll go with Philly. Shauna. I don't think that Philly's winning by twelve. I don't think they're winning by twelve. This is actually going to be a lot closer. Um, especially with the way that Philly's been playing. I think they're going to pull out the win. They need the win. They need to get back on track, especially with the playoffs right around the corner, which obviously they're making. But I think it's going to be a lot closer game, and I think that they're going to really have to tighten things up or else they're in a whole world of trouble. But Yeah, they, they seem very vulnerable right now. Uh, Senator? Who's Philly facing again? Guards. Arizona. Oh, I let completely left this game off my – list oh so you can get to seven seven k picks because i did not trust this line at all so what was the line uh i think it wasn't the line like 12 yeah i did not trust that line so i am going to choose philly to win cards to cover yeah that's what i would say you're the same yeah i'm the same um, that Eagles defense against uh, the Giants last week was not good. No. Uh, another, uh, another. I mean, this line's a little bit disrespectful I, to me a little bit. Um, Tampa and the Saints. Saints playing for their playoff lives. Tampa is just hitting everything at the right time. It's Tampa, two and a half. Tampa to cover, Tampa to win. Senator, you need Saints to win this, right? I need Saints to win this. That's but... painful. But God, honest, my dislike for the Saints is way more than my dislike for the Bucks. So, uh, give me Bucks to win this and cover the spread. 
Nick? Yeah, I'll go with the Bucks. And uh, Shauna? I'm going Bucks. I think Evans is going to have a big game. And Why uh, do they not I extend think... him? <laughs> Who knows what's going on there? That's weird. But I think Evans is going to have a big game. I think Baker's actually going to show up and show out. And uh, I think it's going to be a little bit bigger of a spread than just the two and a half that they're saying. Baker might be one of the Pro Bowl quarterbacks in the NFC. He's like the number two quarterback the last like five weeks or something. I yeah, love like... that his career is like coming alive again. Mm-hmm. It really makes me happy to see that kid throwing that ball that way. It's great. Um, Senator. Yep. We'll get to you in a second. I actually skipped a game. Um, Jaguars in Carolina. It's Jags by four. Give me Carolina. Let's do this. Carolina wins in the Battle of the Kitty Cats. Nick? Oh, yeah, Carolina. Yep. Yeah, Carolina for sure. All day. Senator? Like I said, none of those top teams. Give me Carolina. Okay. Sean, are we going sweep? Nope. I'm going Jags, boys. Okay. I think it'll be interesting. I think that... Carolina blew their load last week against us. And I think that they couldn't even get up when they had a chance to really let loose. I don't know what Thielen was doing in that last play. I text Shauna like, you must have had a heart attack. Thielen's just like, Like, the amount of chest pains I had during that game is like, I'm glad that I was not attached to a heart monitor because (laughs) that probably would have been called. Uh, Now we go to Senator. The disrespect, Senator. The pure disrespect. Chicago, Atlanta in Chicago. Bears, two and a half. Eh, not disrespect. Uh, like them, they, do you like that? The Chicago Bears? Really? I'm not going not gonna to lie to you. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they thought that Ritter was playing. So <laughs> if it was Ritter, I would have given the Bears like a six, six points spread on this one. But because it's uh, Heineke... And it seems like our our run game is starting to get better, even though I'm so upset that they have sweat. Because if you saw what they said, like he pretty much average, he pretty much has the same amount of sacks since being mm-hmm. traded that he had at the start of the season when he was with the Commanders. Like it's yeah, insane. terrible trade by the Commanders. Um, but you know me, man. Rise up, Falcons all day, baby. Shauna, I'm going to Atlanta. Yeah. I think that I think that their run game is really going to, you know, be the juggernaut that's going to be the biggest thing in this game. I don't think that um Chicago will be able to keep up. I think that even though that they're playing at home and Fields is kind of playing for his life right now, I think he's going to try and do too much and I think Atlanta is going to their defense is going to take advantage of it. Yeah, I'll go with the Falcons uh, as well. The Bears do have a like a two percent chance to still make the playoffs, and if things happen, that Chicago and Packers game next week could actually really matter all of a sudden. Um, but I'll go with Atlanta, Nick. Um, I'll go with the Falcons as well. Um, I want to see like ten teams at eight and eight, and just see what happens. Let's next do week. it, baby. I just want to see it happen. You know, the there's so many eight and seven and seven and eight. I want them all to go eight and eight. And I just want to see what happens next week. Yeah. You and I were texting each other and talking about how that's like fantasy this year, right? Like there's like seven, yeah. and seven, eight and six teams in fantasy. Like everyone's so close. 
Uh, I just see it happen. I just want to see the mayhem next weekend. So that's the make morning week, slate. Make week 18 like a thing. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, that's the morning slate. So the what? The best games are what? Raiders, Colts, Miami, Ravens. Then the Saints and the Bucks, and then I guess you're, and then the Falcons and the Bears. Are those the four best games. To be Everyone honest, though, blood? we can we can look on paper and we can say, well, these top these are the four best games. But every single game that plays this week and next week are just they're such they have carry such weight. So mm-hmm. you know, even the Jacksonville Carolina game, while we're like, yeah, it's kind of shittier teams, they're still playing for something. And well, if they lose, Sean, if fight. they win, all of a sudden the cards would have the first pick. Yeah, like it's just this year has just been wild. I will and say, I will say that that best game, maybe not, but probably one might be the most entertaining game of that morning is going to be the Philly Arizona game because yeah, that will be the wrong. game where you have no idea what the hell is happening in that game. You're not so. wrong. Yep. You're not wrong. Uh, we go to the afternoon slate. Um, and I talked about this, Nick, you and I are going to be on one side. We want on this and Shauna and Senator on what they want on one side, Pittsburgh and Seattle. Nick and I both need the Seahawks to win. And you guys both need the Seahawks to lose. Uh, it's in Seattle. It's three and a half. I will pick Seattle to win this game, not just because I need them to win, but I do think that they're the better team than the Steelers. Rudolph had a good game last week, but Christmas is over, and Santa doesn't need him to guide the way anymore, and he's going to get stuck by the 12th man in Seattle. Shauna. Um, as much as, yes, I would love for Seattle to lose this game. I don't think that they will. Being at home, that 12th man is real. Yep. And I think, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be, you know, low scoring game. I don't think anyone's going to, you know, blow the doors off of each other, but unfortunately I think Seattle's going to take this one home. Senator. Uh, yeah, I have Seattle winning this game, but I do think, I do think that uh, Rudolph is going to have a good game again. Cause I think, they actually know how to call yeah. for him. Like, there's a difference when thing. I think they. How did he? How did Trubisky him. beat him out originally? Because Trubisky's the goat. He wasn't even the goat of Carolina. <laughs> He's one of the few Carolina players I don't like. Uh, Nick. Ah, uh, Seahawks. Steelers yeah. on the road. Plus, I need the Steelers to be eight and eight. <laughs> well, they can't be eight and eight. You want too many. You need a lot. Oh, yeah, right. They can't be eight and eight. I thought they're they're not eight and seven. They can. Uh, yeah. What eight are they seven. So, I mean, they can be yeah. eight and eight, but they can't finish off eight and eight. Got to go ne- eight and eight ne- into next weekend. Uh, I would say too, like the Seattle team is starting to kind of figure things out. There's so much competition there. Like they got some good depth, and things are coming together. The receiving core. Finally, kind of seems that what my only thing is, Gino looked a little sloppy in that last game. Like, is Luck the better option? I was just going to say, who's going to end up starting? Gino. It is Gino. It is, is Gino, Gino, but I almost wonder okay. if it should be Luck. No, you got to go with your guy. Yeah. You, you? Yeah. Or do you go with who you think, who you think is the, your best chance to win? And I don't know ah, that's Gino. Luck's a backup. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether but he is the hot hand right now. He beat Philly. 
I have a quick and question, Shauna. Yeah. Who do you think will score a touchdown? AJ Dillon or Aaron Jones? Jones. Okay. He's putting a parlay together on the pot. I love it. Um, next up, we have the Stick Chargers against the Stidham Broncos. Catch the fever, baby. It's in uh, it's in Mile High. Broncos are here by three and a half. Give me the LA Chargers, Nick. God, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> Point toss game for you. So the Chargers are not playing Keenan Allen. Um, is Eckler playing? Uh, yes. Okay, so we got Eckler playing. So give me the Chargers. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Senator, are you going for the sweep? I got Broncos. They don't have Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy, by the way. I just can't stand Sean Payton. I didn't or, like yeah. him at the beginning of this year. I don't like him playing coaching. He's I won't the Yeah. By the way, the Broncos have no receiver, Senator. You don't need receivers when you. When I you guess they got them. Marvin Mims. <laughs> yeah, Marvin Mims. Uh, Gus is actually right. lining up in the wide receiver slot. <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're that good. He's gonna throw it to himself. <laughs> You're that good. You're that good. You don't need receivers. By the way, we, we talked about the NFL at the beginning of the NFL. Like next year, like spread out the games. There's only three afternoon games. Like spread the shit out. I mean, I guess the good thing is for fantasy playoffs, most people will almost know if they won the fantasy championship by the afternoon for the most part. I don't think they're I don't think they cared about that to tell you the truth. No, I know they I don't, just, but I'm I just think, saying. I Are you think... talking about the games for this week? Yeah, there's only three yeah. afternoon games, and two of them matter, but one of them is the Chargers and Broncos. They could have just it put some, it like, could have mattered. Yeah, you should have just maybe put some extra afternoon games. Anyways, the best afternoon game: Bengals KC in Arrowhead. Chiefs favored by six and a half. Bengals, uh, as record today, we do not know what is going on with Demar Chase. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Isaiah Pacheco for Kansas City. All that to say, and as uh, much as I said they didn't get their swag or anything like that, I do think KC, it's uh, it's time to get back into the win column. It's time to get in their swag now. Uh, they win this. It's six and a half. I don't think they cover, but I will pick KC to win, Shauna. Same. I don't think that they're covering six and a half. I think that they're probably going to squeak this out by a point or two. If they weren't at home, I would not be picking KC, but I think Arrowhead will give them that extra little momentum that they need. I'm taking KC on this one. Senator. Uh, I am trying to find this on my ticket. One second. Well, I'll go to Nick. Then. It's very, it's I guess a, it all depends too on if Taylor Swift is there. Okay. Because I have to ask she the started off hot and now she's the bad luck charm. So yeah. bye bye, Taylor. I, I have to ask the question then, Shauna, because you brought it up. Is Taylor Swift ruining the Chiefs? Is she the Jessica Simpson to Romo? Is she? I think I think the issue is we have not seen Deadpool there in a very long time. Oh, you need Ryan Reynolds? Reynolds Blake, so Blake Lively's got to be with her? Yeah, so that's kind of when you're – you need everything together for the good luck to really hit. Now that it's kind of just her coming in with Santa, okay, that's cool, but like <laughs> – like Rudolph just won. Like little did she know, gotta, Santa was giving a present out. to somebody else that day. It was yeah, Max you know, Crosby just, and the Raiders. It's just the way how it is. Uh, shout out your team. We'll, we'll give that one thing. Um, I am. I'm such a smart man because I left this game off my ticket too because I don't trust this game at all. So I will make my pick here. I will choose the Bengals, and 
Um, just because you guys you guys heard that at me Ashana thing, I made a one dollar ticket. Okay. Because hey, I like to bet responsibly. I don't like to bet money that thing. I don't like to be angry when I lose because I'm already somewhat angry for all the injuries to my fantasy team that cost me a couple wins this week. I mean this year. Yeah. Shout Senator out to the was the top team. three team in FTN. And then injuries just destroyed my team. But yeah. it's okay. I'll win this championship for you, Senator. All right. I want 10%. Um so for the one dollar belt. For the one dollar, I did a anytime touchdown score in every single game. Love that. And the payout, if it hits, is five hundred and five thousand dollars and sixty-one dollars. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. What what did you do again? <laughs> I bet one player for anytime touchdowns in every single game. I bet wow. one dollar and you're doing what the guy did this past this past week. He bet five dollars and he bet on less games. I, mm-hmm. as an irresponsible but responsible gambler, I bet one dollar on every single game. Who'd you so pick in me and Nick's no, game? No, your limits stay within it, right, Senator? Who'd you pick in Colts you Raiders? Know. Uh, Colts Raiders. Hold on, there's, a, there's so much. There's so much different ones here. You bet JT. I'm assuming. I don't know if I chose JT to tell you that one. You go? Did you go with Zeus? Hold on, I gotta find it. It's all over the place. Actually, well, no. doing this. They didn't actually have any time one for for your game. Oh, weird. Yeah, your team is the only one that I did not get to go on because they oh, did well. not have it. Uh, Nick, well, we're scoring for... a touchdown after it was only defense last week yeah. for you. You can't pick Jack Jones. I could have I chose defense. The defense, yeah. the defense on those pay out way more. It's like twenty to one odds. I would pick an anytime defensive touchdown for the Raiders or the Colts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, we don't, I derailed the podcast. No, no. Uh, Nick, where are you going for for KC and the Bengals? Uh, Bengals. Oh, okay. Speak on it. Yeah. Um, KC, KC's KC right now. They look really bad in the Bengals. You know, I, I want the, I want them to be nine and seven. You know, I want them, <laughs> <laughs> I want them to uh, to hit that playoffs, and I think. Uh, you know, if Chase is back, even if he's a decoy, I think that Bengals team is actually kind of good. And they have, you know, the Chiefs look really Do you guys really even bad. want me on this podcast? If the Chiefs lose out and the Raiders win in and we win the AFC West, do you even want me on this podcast? That'd be great because that means the Chiefs would be, I don't know. I need, I need you to make a correction because the game of the afternoon is the Chargers-Denver game because we need to see how ridiculous of a game it's going to be. Like there it's is gonna be amazing. It's it's going to be like watching a Ritter drop back. Okay, it's, it's going to be it's... one of those accidents oh. that you can't help but watch. Exactly. So that needs to be on the TV. R- <laughs> like, a full you. game of Ritter dropbacks. Oh my god! That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, they got Will Gear. I'd rather see him than Easton Stick. I actually like Will Gear. All right. See, game of the week. There you go. <laughs> uh, and then we go to. There's no Monday Night Football this week. No, because uh, there's we... a Saturday game. Well, yeah, because they're, oh, I skipped the Saturday game. Thank yeah. you. Which is potentially the best game of the week, but it's okay. Yeah, so let's go to the Saturday game. Sorry, Sean, we'll get to your game. Uh, Saturday. Detroit versus the Cowboys. It's in Dallas. Dallas is favored by five and a half. Give me the Detroit Lions. Multiple touchdowns for Gibbs and St. Brown. That's what I'm saying. The Dallas team, Dallas, more importantly, You've seen the blueprint. You can run on Dallas. We've seen it with Cook. We saw it with Miami last week. 
Gibbs and Monty are just going to run wild on this Dallas team. So give me uh, give me the Detroit Lions and congrats to the Detroit winning the division for the first time. I think there was no cell there phone is. last time, right? That, that happened. So sooner or later, the Packers and uh, the Vikings had to give it up. Most mostly the Packers had to give it up eventually for like a little bit. Sean was like, oh, I'll share. I'll be nice for one year. You can have it for one I year. I am happy that it's Detroit and not Chicago. So yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. Well, the multiple picks, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll pick the Lions to beat the Cowboys, and I don't think it's going to be a close game. So, Shauna? Um, I'm actually picking the Cowboys over the Lions. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think Mike McCarthy has, you know, he's played a few years, and yes, it is a very different Detroit team, but he kind of knows how to how Detroit plays. He's He's played against them for years when he was in Green Bay, Again, obviously different coach, different scheme and stuff, but he's, I don't know. I think he's going to be closer and let's go Cowboys. (laughs) Senator. What up though? Um, For, for this game, I'm choosing the lions to cover the spread. I don't care about who is what, who wins this game. I don't really care. Um, I ideally want the Cowboys to lose this game because there's nothing like X or Twitter, whichever one you want to still know it, know it as. It's nothing like going on there after a Cowboy loss. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. So, yeah. And the Lions still have a chance to get first in the NFC. They're playing for something greater. And I think this whole momentum, if you – they started off hot. Nick, let me take you down a quick story. Okay? They started of course, off please, hot. Please, please. Then Thanksgiving came. And then everybody said, what happened to the Lions? Shauna, what happened on Thanksgiving? <laughs> the reason why the Lions lost was because they had a fake igloo and Jack Harlow rapping as their halftime show. So what everything. So what everything. <laughs> Everything just went downhill. It took the Lions a while to recover from oh such God, a horrible goals. halftime show. But now they're back. Now they're back. <laughs> these bulls. So uh, this new brand new Lions, okay? Nick, where are you going? Um, after that beautiful. That was amazing. Um, I am I am going with the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys have lost two in a row. You know where they haven't been at home, and now they're at mm. home. And they're pretty good there. The over under, like it's the total points is fifty one and a half. I think yeah. this is going to get smashed. I think this is going to be like a sixty point game. Um, this is going to be a shootout. This is going to be the shootout we want. Um, and I think the Cowboys can outshoot the Lions at home. And the final game, Sunday night football, Green Bay Packers travel to Minnesota. The Vikings are favored by one. Talk about the disrespect, the, what, the fourth-ranked quarterback in this? And this isn't the Joe Flacco. Jaron Hall going against the Packers in this one. Um, No Tyler Heineke in this. Potentially no Jordan Addison. You guys also, though, won't have Watson. Taylor uh, Heineke? But you guys won't have Wicks. Um, Alexander got suspended. Alexander suspended. Watson's not going to play. Darnell Savage is questionable. So it's uh, it's an injury-ranked game on both sides. But Shauna? I will, 
I will say the one thing that besides all the other issues is we have been very, very injury prone. I mean, who was it? Three weeks ago, um, our injury report came out. We had 17 players on like our injury lineup. Like we, this entire season, we haven't had any less than 10. Like it has been a hard year. And when you're young, that being said, obviously I can't pick against the Packers. Um, I'm already sweating and stressed out about the game, but I think if Love can figure out whatever's going on with his feet and start doing proper footwork, set planning his feet and throwing, I think that will be much better. He needs to get off on a hot start. He needs to make, um, you know, some quick throws, get him in that rhythm, and then he'll be all right. But if he starts off and there's, you know, some drop passes or um, he's just, you know, he's not set, it's going to be a very long, long game. Senator, where are you going? I'm going to pick the Packers. I am choosing the Packers because anybody, any team that's confident enough to forget what city they were in so that the other player had to come up and be his own captain, call call the coin toss and everything, that's a culture that you want to be in. Okay? So I'm choosing the Packers to beat the Vikings also – it just makes it more entertaining for the final week to tell you the truth. It so. does. Eight. And uh, Nick, where are you going? Sorry, I'm picking the Vikings. I know. Uh, just kidding. I love- <laughs> Jefferson looked so good last week. He looked he did. good. Um, yeah, and I think suspending, you know, part of your secondary when you're going up against Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, but it's a bad. That's that's bad. And I think he could, if Hall can do anything, um, I think Jefferson could have a really big game. And he looked really, really good for the first time in a long time last week. He did. The one thing I will say is, yeah, Alexander's back, but I am happy that we have Stokes back. He's missed Mm -hmm. the majority of this year, and he was a great rookie for us last year. Um, You know, he's got some rust to still shake off. He did all right last year. He played about half the snaps. Um, And he, he did okay. So I have confidence with him being in there without Alexander. I mean, let's be honest. It was a fucking boneheaded move to pull the shit that he did. Like, it makes me angry. How do you put your team in the position where you're doing some dumbass shit where you're going to get yourself suspended? Like, give me a break. You are a professional. Mm-hmm. Okay, Shana, I'm going to be the optimism right here, okay? Because it's a team suspension, right? It wasn't the league that suspended him. I know. So because of that, Zaire is the man that will show up to the game in pads and be like, I am on the field and they will just play him. Okay. Because he already pulled off being a captain. He's going to pull off being a coach next. He's Uh, putting himself in the game. You're going to have Zaire this weekend. I don't, I don't think he's, well, he's obviously not playing. I think he, and I think Jair is going to be with the Packers for a long time. I think that this was a young, dumb move that he did. And I think he needed to be put on a timeout to maybe grow up a little bit and be the leader that the Packers know that he can be for a long time. Like he could be like a C Woods for us or, you know, like any of the dominant secondary that we've had in the past, but it's the immaturity that's showing right now. And I think when you look at the Packers as a whole, whether, you know, yes, love sat behind Rogers, but when you look at, you know, our wide receivers or, 
you know, Jones and Dylan kind of do their own thing, but our secondary is young. Like everything is so young. There's no real leader that a lot of these kids are can look up to. And so you start nitpicking on each other. Well, you didn't catch this or you didn't do this. And then it becomes almost like a high school playground where everyone's just bitching at each other instead of having some leadership to come in and cut this shit down it's growing pains and it sucks and it's hard to watch, but this is a situation that we're in right now. And I just wish that Jerry was going to be there, but I still think. That <laughs> uh, so two quick things here in the NFL, and then we're going to go to college really quick. Um, so the standings as stand right now, Baltimore is in first place in the AFC 12 and three Miami at two at 11, four KC at third, nine and six, then the Jags eight and seven. Cleveland's in the wild card for the first one. They've locked that first wild card up. I think that's one of the few things that is done is that KC, I mean, is that Cleveland has locked up the first wild card. Buffalo has the second 96. Colts right now at eight and seven. Behind the Colts, still in the hunt. The Texans, the Steelers, and the Bengals all eight and seven. And then Vegas and the Broncos at seven and eight, although I think we're all kind of just saying the Broncos are out of this. And then in the NFC, Niners, Eagles, Lions, 11-4, Tampa, 8-7. Cowboys have locked up the first wild card, but still could win the division. They're 10-5. And, and then those final two wild cards are the Rams, 8-7, Seahawks, 8-7. And in the hunt, the Vikings, Falcons, Packers, Saints, and I guess technically the Bears. Should be a wild ride down the stretch here for this week. I'm excited and nervous already. It's going to be I'm just bonkers. Ex- I'm just excited for that Denver Chargers game. Of course you are. And then um, by uh, by the metrics of the stand, right now, as far as the draft goes, the top five picks in the draft are Bears, Cardinals, Patriots, Commanders, Chargers. So the Patriots, and if Chargers they win, I mean, coach? maybe. They're probably going to get hard by though, aren't they? We'll see. If he doesn't, if he hasn't signed that extension, I really no, I don't want. Think he's yeah, in Michigan. I don't, I don't think he is. I I really want the Bears to not have that first pick. I want Arizona to get it because I'm so interested in what they would do. Would they keep Kyler and take Marvin? What would they do? They would draft. Uh, they would yeah. draft the O lineman. It's any none of the commanders went from Sam Howell's our quarterback to China. I don't know if you understand. None of those teams actually know who they want to draft, so they're just going to choose random people. That's why I said, Can they draft a coach? Yeah, yeah, they may, they may draft Harbaugh. We we have so many quarterbacks that are going to be around in the NFL next year as far as free agency, it's crazy or at least up for trades, right? Between Jimmy G and Russ are both going to get cut and. Russ will be a starter. Jimmy G will be a backup somewhere. And then you have the the field stuff. You have uh, Kyler. Kirk Cousins is a is a free agent. Tannehill is going to be a backup somewhere. Maybe Sam Howell gets traded and gets, you know, something somewhere. You guys have mentioned for another year, right, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. But it'll be the backup. I always find it depressing when the season ends, but I think this year's offseason is going Crazy. to be a wild ride. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nuts. You know, and it's funny because as much as people bitch about Thursday night football, guess what? It's gone now. So now you're happy. Now you've got now you gotta miss a random Broncos and Titans game. Oh, that would have been an amazing game too. Uh, 
<laughs> All right, let's get to um, New Year's Day for our, well, for our championship games. Um, Sean, we never got to talk to you in the pod. Did you think they got it right? No. No, Florida? And I, I, I just... I mean, next year obviously is going to be different because it expands so much, but yeah. it's just, I just find it hard to leave out an undefeated team based on what you think is going to happen. And you think that it won't be competitive and you think that it's not going to be a good game. Like there, there were so many things, but I just find it really difficult to leave out a completely undefeated team. Yes. I know that the strength of schedule plays it into factor, and all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, maybe I'm just saying this with my heart, but I just, yeah, I, I wish Florida state was in it. It's hard yeah. for me to like, think about, you know, those kids that that was the last season that they're playing and like, they gave it all and put their heart on their sleeve for them to a lose their quarterback. So close to the end of the season and B then to turn around and be like, well, because he got injured, you're kind of fucked. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just don't feel, I don't think that's right. So I'm glad next year it's expanded. And I think next year's playoffs is going to be way more interesting. Well, and like you have some good games on, uh, on new year's day too. I mean, the peach bowl will be going on on Saturday between Georgia and Florida state. And that sucks now because we're not going to get to see a lot of those talented Florida players. And even the first game on, uh, on January 1st, Jaden Daniels isn't playing. For LSU versus Wisconsin. And I don't think Bo Nix is playing in that Oregon and Liberty game, is he? I don't think so. It sucks. It just sucks. Like we talked about this earlier, like all these guys not playing, but like, you know, this is time too for like a lot of people, like say like a Nick, for example, who's not a big college football guy, but maybe like, hey, like I've heard them on the pod talk about Bo Nix or Jaden Daniels. And maybe I've seen some highlights. But Nick, is that not a time for you on some of these bowl games? You're like, this is my chance to check out this player. So is that normal? No, not like not like what's so happening like this year. I've never like seen no it this year. Like, not like I've this is this is the first year I've ever seen like this exodus. Is it is it is it an injury thing because the draft and the whole thing it's, or like what yeah, is it? Yeah, it's because they don't want to get hurt for the draft. So Caleb Bo Nix. I right. actually I don't know about Bo Nix. I don't want to speak on Bo Nix, but as far as Jaden Daniels and Caleb and Drake May didn't play because they're saving themselves to make sure they don't get hurt before the draft. Okay. I mean that sucks, and I think that's wrong. But yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't like this it. is the whole point of kind of everything. But I think if it was a bigger bowl game, they would be playing. Yeah. But because let's be honest, it's a uh, two o'clock on Thursday afternoon when they're on TV to play this game. I mean, obviously the USC game was last night, but um, you know, I would rather not injure myself. And you don't want to play in the real request bowl, play. Shauna? Huh? You don't want to play in the real request bowl? The pop tart bowl or whatever that it was, is. That was, amazing, that, was that was the amazing. best. That was amazing. And they came <laughs> like, after. Did Caleb Williams enter the draft? Like, does he say he's going to be in the draft? No. Neither no, is Drake. Right. Oh, no. Drake, so Drake is in. Drake, Drake is, is in. in. But Caleb, Caleb didn't, in. right? And he's so no. he's not in the draft, but he's also not playing. Yes, this game. Okay, I just yeah, want to get that straight. Declared. To right. be honest, I think it's more of he's waiting to see who ends up with the number one pick. Yeah, but but, then, but he's also but he's also allowed to skip this game. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
I just want to make sure I understand the college rules a little bit. But you more. also got you got also got to remember that um, now with the NIL, like you're not gonna go out there and so that you're even if you decide to stay next year, you want to make sure that you're healthy that you can play next year so you can get paid from there because they can get a lot of money from the NIL deal. Like they could so some some people actually make more in NIL nil than they would on their rookie contract if you so go if i'm a i'm a school i'm good with this like if i'm usc i'm good with this no no but what can they do like that's the player's option do. yeah i mean Jaden daniels literally for this wisconsin lsu games out draft prep that's what he's labeled as out draft okay. pro draft prep and and that was the same as drake may yesterday carolina lost by 30 nick because carolina had i think it was something like 35 players in the play Okay. Sucks. I mean, for me as a Carolina fan, like Shauna knows, like a few times we've done broadcast, I've been like watching these games, trying to see if we can win the title. Um, why did I care about the Mayo Bowl after this whole season for Carolina, other than being the school I follow? Why would I be excited as a fan of that school in that Mayo Bowl when half my players that I've been following are you're just not playing? Sucks. Well, why, why would you be a fan of watching a bowl called Mayo Bowl? Like that doesn't sound that doesn't sound appealing at all. Just put it in your coffee and uh, and and mix it up. Like pop tart bowl makes sense. Like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, it does look. By the way, that Bonex is gonna play in this Oregon game, so that's good at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm shocked. Uh, Yeah. So the first game is Alabama and Michigan, and Michigan's favored by one and a half. Gee, Sean, I wonder who you're going with. Let's go blue. I'm quite excited to watch this. I think Ivy, you know, so many people I know are high on Alabama and don't get me wrong. I think Saban has done a great job with turning that program around this year. It started off a little bit rocky. They won some close games. Um, But I think that this is going to be Harbaugh's last year in Michigan. I think those boys want to play for him. I think that they know that they've been had a target on their back all year with everything that's come at him and half of it I find is such bullshit. And I think that Michigan's going to come out and kind of put their name all over this game. Not that I'm saying Alabama is going to get ruined and run over. By all means, I'm not saying that. They're too good of a team. Yeah. But I think it's going to be close. And then Michigan's just going to take off by about halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, I got Michigan for all the reasons you said, too. I think Bama's a great team. I, I still think it's wrong that Georgia didn't make it in. Like, you're the number one seed all year, and then you lose one game and you're out. Again, I think that's a problem with having the four teams. One thing I will say is McCarthy has to has to be able to push the ball down the field. He has made some good plays, yeah. obviously. They are where they are. But if he doesn't set the tone by being able to make some big plays, then they are going to struggle a lot more. Yeah. Uh, Nick, where are you going? Mr. College Football. Mr. College Football. <laughs> uh, let's go, I don't know, Alabama? Just to be different because Alabama. Uh, and the, I'm gonna go Michigan because if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So <laughs> oh, let's, okay, Eddie Guerrero. Like, let's give it. Only good coaches know how to get away with cheating properly. We saw Belichick. Come on, how many? How many did he win? And Halbar was gonna go off with a win. So. Uh and then, uh, and by the way, Michigan's favored by one and a half in that game. And then the uh, the Sugar Bowl, this is, I'm actually more excited for this game than the Michigan game. I think that game's going to be really good. But this game, I it's so back and forth. Texas 
versus Washington. Texas is favored by four. Give me Washington. I love Michael Penix. I know, Senator, you've been the big Penix guy on this. You have been bumping the Penix drum forever. If I'm not mistaken, you believe he's the best quarterback of this crop, right? I have him as the best quarterback there. And to me, I think the best quarterback is going to win this one. And once again, that is the proper name of a bowl. What goes in a bowl? Sugar. Sugar bowl. Makes sense. (laughs) You like Rose Bowl too? Not the mayo bowl. Come on. You like Rose Bowl? Rose Bowl is perfect. Citrus Bowl? Which one? Citrus Bowl's okay? Yeah. Fiesta Bowl's okay? Festival? Fiesta. Yeah, come on. Where else are you going to have a fiesta? Okay, okay, okay. Gator Bowl. Come on. Gatorade Bowl. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, what about the Liberty Bowl? Oh, yeah, that only makes sense. Uh, what about the Arizona Bowl? Okay, that's horrible. What, else we got? what about the Myrtle Beach Bowl? Actually, no, there's Arizona Tall Cans. You can there put you those in the bowl. There you go. Myrtle Myrtle Beach Bowl? Yeah, how else do you build sandcastle when you go to Myrtle Beach? You use a <laughs> the bowl. famous, the famous toastery bowl. Oh, no, we're pushing it. All right, let's let's. Nick wants to go. Sean wants to go. Okay. I want to promote something real quick. Uh, but Sean, who are you going I with? Have Texas Michigan, and Washington. Washington. I want to say Texas, but I think that Penix is going to pull it out. Um, on a side note to that, because you were saying how you think that Senator, you were saying that you think that he's probably the top quarterback in this you know in this class right now I have actually heard that he might be going like late first round second yep. round yep and that um you know they're not they're not like looking at him super highly which I found really interesting because I definitely think that he's being disrespected by you know being dropped that low um I think it's gonna be a close game but I think that Washington will pull it up I'll always Nick? say this. I I okay. don't trust any mock draft. I don't trust any mock draft um, besides for like the top two or three pl- players that they say are like must have, which will be like the Caleb and whatever. Because to me, GMs make the most amount of mistakes. When did when did Brady go? Sixth round? When did when did, when did Lamar go? when did Lamar go? Lamar end was of the in first. The end of the first. Like, you know what I mean? Like they miss on quarterbacks. All when did the Trubisky time. go? Oh, Trubisky really was a goat. second overall. You draft a goat second. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Nick, I know you don't know much uh, about either team, but uh, Texas and Washington. Who are you going with? Yeah, yeah Texas. Go Horns all day. Yeah, yeah for sure. I do like the I like the Washington and uh, and Michigan Bowl a lot more. That's my favorite potential bowl. That we could have, so I'd like to see that. I think one. that uh, will be the better of the two games. Like I think so. Like mixed so. match or match. I mean, the or... bigger ratings I would say is probably Texas and Alabama. That's the bigger rating one because of the the. I mean, all of them have really good fan base. Washington's probably the smaller, all respect to Washington, between Texas, Michigan, and Alabama. Absolutely. And Washington still has a great fan base. I got to be at the right practicum and cover them. Like it, Huskies have a really good fan base. I'm happy for them to be in this. Opportunity, uh, send everybody out to promote. All right, because this is our last pod before there's a brand new year. Happy New Year's, everyone! But if you are looking for a new year plan, come out to Onyx Restaurant and Cafe. I will be DJing there with two other DJs from the crew from 8 p.m. to 1 1 a.m. So, and that is 
literally across the street from Olympic Plaza. So you can definitely see all the fireworks there and come back in and party. So come out to Onyx on New Year's Eve, 8 to 1. There you go. Nick, you got anything to promote? No. No. Just, just being you. <laughs> Nick's no. happy because Nick's happy because the retail major season is almost done. We're That's done. It. Oh, by the way, Nick, I promised you. Let me quickly do this. Of course. Christmas on the alpaca farm. I'm going to give you a quick. I watched it. Yes, you did. I watched please. it. Please, please. So, Shauna, you don't know, but we did like, this thing. Kind of background here. So I showed them that there was two. So. On where I watch my shows and movies, there was literally two and a half um, pages of Christmas movies that just came out in 2023. So we watched, so we, as a family in our own homes, but we talked about it, we watched the greatest Christmas movie ever called Best Christmas Ever with Jason Biggs and Brandy and Heather Graham. Saw that. And then I I watched Candy Cane Lane. Haven't seen it yet. That was with Eddie. And so I said I need to watch one more horrible Christmas movie. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Horrible. Okay. One more goat classic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so this movie is Christmas at the Alpaca Farm. And pretty okay. much it's about a woman who is a fashion designer and she made a sweater out of alp- alpaca wool. So and then, I can already imagine. Exactly. And then the woman, her boss, said that it was too thick to be for women's line. So she quit her job. And she partnered with the alpaca farm. It was a local farm. Went there, stayed there, learned how to groom the alpacas and how to shed the wool and everything. And the best line out of that movie was, alpaca wool is the new cashmere. You could clearly tell where this movie was going five minutes into it because my friend called it and then left. <laughs> and I stayed and watched the entire movie. Another, if you were looking for like a Hallmark li- Lifetime classic, watch yeah. that next year. I'll put it on my so list of so the annual up... movies to watch. Nick, you got questions? So she ends up with the alpaca farmer, right? Like this is where oh, we're yes. going with it. Yeah, of course. Okay. Oh, okay. Spoiler! Sure. Oh my bad. Oh, How dare no, no, you? I, say need, that. I needed my to bad. know. I needed to know. The best. Oh. The best part is she she left her corporate job, but now she fell in love. She won the competition, and now she has a stepdaughter. It is oh. beautiful. Uh, I feel like I don't need to watch it now. I already oh, know. no, you no, still have to watch it. We need to watch it. Come on, come on. I'll write a Shana, you, for you guys. Shauna, you got anything to uh, promote at all? No, no, I just hope everyone has a safe and wonderful New Year's. Don't drink and drive and enjoy. And I will say I have something to promote for Shauna. She will be doing the Ambrose Lions for January with Jermaine J.C. Cummings for January. So. Dope. Check out that broadcast crew for the first time there for Ambrose because I will be away doing dinos and the channel and I will be back together for the rest of the Ambrose season in uh, February. Sean is killing it for the Ambrose broadcast. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun this year joining and doing that with you. I Honestly, I say this to you all the time, but I'm honored and grateful that you brought me along to do this and it's been a joy and a pleasure. It's been it a is. ton of fun. And thanks for uh, coming on 7K for the first time as we get ready <laughs> yeah. to have this playoff journey. 
for both college and NFL because soon it's going to be done. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time, folks. Cheers and enjoy the day, people. Thank you for listening to Fresh Take Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Take 42.